is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. Today, I have a very interesting guest who will share with you about how important communication is. So, please welcome um, Reginald Jackson from Total Billion Coaching. Because Rishi helps leaders and emerging leaders navigate the world of words to make them more effective communicators. We know that communication is the key to go forward, go backward, or even being the best self of today. So, yeah, he also a host of the podcast called um, "It's Hard Because We Say It Is." Um, yeah, don't forget to check that out. So, please welcome Coach. Ricky, with me today to get unstuck radio. Excellent. Thank you so much, Makita, for having me as your guest today. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to speak about this topic because I think it's so important, and mm-hmm. I think I have seen issue having with communication since I was very young, um, and it's still my everyday issue that I have to encounter. So I'm excited to speak with you today. Before we get into your expertise, though. Um, can you please share with me how you started the coaching business? Sure. So leaders are always in search of, or hopefully they're in search of, becoming better leaders. My leadership started very early in my life um, as a musician in high school, and then I went into the United States Marine Corps. And so leadership had always been a part of my life from a teenager on. And so as I went through the Marine Corps, I gained more responsibility. Uh, And one of the hallmarks of of the Marine Corps is what we call developing subordinate leadership. So we understand what it's like to create leadership. We understand what it's like to grow leaders. And, And that was a perfect transition for me when I actually stumbled upon coaching and realized how those two uh, worlds collide as far as leadership and coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so since when you really started? Well, as, as in when? Yeah, because okay, you've got yeah, so, it's going to be a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, I finished my I finished my coach training. It was a 12 month program um, called Accomplishment Coaching, and that was back in 2014. And so um, I was able to attain enough hours 
to qualify for my uh, professional certification in actually just a little over a year ago. Mm. Yeah. And how do you find? Okay, why all the leaders need a coach? Ha! That's a great question, and and I'll I'll back up just a little bit. Most people see coaching for leaders as being very important, and it is. But I say it's important to have coaching as a part of your growth, even before you get into a leadership position. Mm-hmm. And 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 research has shown. That most people are put into leadership positions based on their technical acuity, right? They're good at what they do, but they have very little, sometimes no training in leadership. Yet they're expected to function as a leader, but they have no real idea outside their own experience with someone who's led them into what leadership really is. Um, but to answer your question as far as coaching and leaders, why do coaches need leaders? Or I'm sorry, why do leaders need coaching? I won't say they need it, but I would say they certainly benefit from it and they're much better for having had it or being coached because we all have areas in our life, whether it's professional or personal, that we're unaware of. And working with a coach can help you create awareness in places that you weren't even aware they were there. So that's one of the great benefits. Also, as a as a thought partner, uh, sometimes with my clients, they'll want to bounce things off of me. And while I don't necessarily give them my opinion, I will hear the questions they ask or I will pose questions based on what they've said. And in my teaching and also in my belief, we are all creative, resourceful and whole, meaning we're perfectly okay as we are, but we're so much better when we have some outside influence that helps to to narrow our search for moving forward. Mm, like a flashlight showing them. Yeah, yeah, like a flashlight. And in some cases, if you've ever seen uh, a horse race, the horses wear blinders. And it's to allow them to stay focused on their forward path. Now, the beautiful thing about coaching is in creating awareness, you're able to widen the aperture so you see past those blinders or past those areas where you're not normally aware, and it also allows you to focus in when you set your sight on your goals. Mm. So when usually people comes to you asking they are knowing now that they need some guidance or some thought partner. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. When, like when, when people usually feels like I need help. Yeah, that can happen um, in a lot of different ways. Typically it happens through some type of, uh, through some type of, I don't want to call it guidance, but, there will be some direction uh, or some suggestion they get either from their leadership. Sometimes it's HR, uh, depending on the type of organization. But more often than not, if it's from an outside entity, it's it's to help them in their leadership 
so they can move forward in their career. For, for folks that seek me out on their own, sometimes it's because they feel that something's missing or they want something more in their leadership or in their life, again, to help them move forward because they've gone as far as they believe they can go mm-hmm. without that additional uh, input from a thought partner. Mm. How important, as in um, career progress, how important of communication, both self-communicate and communicate to others, that mm-hmm. reflect on career progress, in your opinion? Oh, yeah, it definitely does. Because, first of all, and I mentioned awareness uh, just a few moments ago. But once you are aware of how words impact you as in how your words impact you and how your words impact others, that gives you a better understanding of not only how powerful words are, but how meaningful words are and how you can use them in a way to be more effective in the way you communicate. Meaningful words and powerful words. Like... Mm-hmm. I believe that it's going to be two ways communication, I guess, from the speaker mm-hmm. and the listener, like how, yes. how, how these communication really works that would encourage both speakers and listener to, to get like, let's say get unstuck from where they are and, and able to break through to the next level, how, how yes. it actually works. Yes. So the first, the first step in awareness is to have an understanding of your audience. And one of the ways I, I uh, work with my clients is, is just to think of what's in it for them, right? Or, or, or as I have them say it or think about it as it relates to their audience. Their audience is saying, if I'm listening to you, what's in it for me? How can I take whatever it is you're saying or you're offering and it be of use to me? And so when you understand as the speaker what's important to your audience, that gives you a much better idea of how to communicate to them. Prime example, if you uh, in an organization, if you're responsible for briefing senior leadership or or if you need to um, convey a message to the board of directors, what's important to them? What language do they speak and how do you need to communicate with them in a way that they will receive it? They understand it and it's important to them. So in some instances, they hang on your every word because whatever it is you have to say is important to them. So they want to hear what it is because it's something that is of benefit to them. So understanding your audience uh, and, and the words that are important to them and the way you deliver those words is one of the things that I work with my clients on. I think what I have seen, um, one of the issues is that the priority of each person and the urgency of each person are different level. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. caused a lot of issue by understanding between each other let's say within yeah. organization as well as in the family as well. Mm. Yes, 
particularly in the family. One of the things that can derail a conversation quicker than anything else is emotions that run away with you. Mm. And when you're able to focus on the message, that allows you to stay on message. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I mean. So if your ultimate goal is to deliver information in a way that it can be received, that's your intention. When you align your focus with your intention, you are able to achieve your goal. So again, if your intention is to deliver information in a way that it's received and your audience uh, is in agreement, that is what you always focus on. You focus on the words that are important to them. You focus on the bottom line that they want you to get to. You focus on building relationships and, and creating an understanding with them so that you're able to, again, align your focus with your intention and you will achieve your result. Ah, so actually, it's about the speakers who have to align first between intention and what is another one? Focus. Yeah, so they have to align their focus with their intention. Meaning that, in general, we may not have the same focus as intention. Ladies, for example, Absolutely. that happened a lot. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll give you a prime example. First, personal and then professional. Okay. <laughs> so... So, and, and this is not meant to, to be disrespectful to, to either or anyone. Yeah. If your, if your first response is to hear something and internalize it personally, either as an attack or something you feel you have to defend yourself for, that becomes then an emotional response. And so one of the really important things to understand about communication is what happens to us internally, particularly in the brain, as we receive certain messages. So I'm also a fan of neuroscience because I'm fascinated with how the brain works and then there are different responses from the uh from the input right so let's say for instance i i say something to you and it triggers a thought which then creates an emotion and now you're no longer focused on what i'm saying you're focused on how you're feeling and so if your intention is to hear what i'm saying but your focus is on how you're feeling then then in my delivery of the words to you, there's no longer an alignment. And if I notice you have now become emotional and, and I won't give much description to the emotion. But if, if I if I'm noticing that you become emotional, whether it's your body language, your your facial uh, features, you know, crossing your arms, whatever the case I'm no longer at times focused on the information that I want to deliver, which is my intention. Now I'm focused on 
your emotional hijack and and how do I fix that or how do I calm you down? So now neither one of us are focused on our intention. Um, yeah, on the message, right. And how, what it should be then? I'm thinking along with you with this with this scenario. Yeah. What yeah. it should be then? Like, should we fix the emotional roller coaster or the storm that coming first, or Absol- absolutely? Absolutely. Well, we should absolutely address what's going on because we won't be able to move past that. So let's say, for instance, I notice now something is wrong. I don't know what, but Your response is not the same. Your body language is not the same. So I need to immediately address that and say, Matita, I'm I'm noticing something different about your presence. And I'm wondering if there's something I've said that may have been either upsetting or confusing to you. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. Like it's actually showing care in a positive way. Absolutely. And, and it's not about me being defensive or, or telling you to calm down or, or I need you to focus or stay with me because now I'm just, I'm, if, if you can imagine like dust or, or cloudy water by the words I've just inserted into the conversation, I've, I've created a churn. And now neither one of us is seeing clearly because now I'm saving face or I'm trying to to fix the situation by adding something else to it instead of trying to calm the waters and not remove the resistance, but at least identify the resistance because I've seen this difference, this change in you. But then after that's that um let's say situation has solved um mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, whatever, usually we tend to focus on the message that we were having conversation about. <laughs> and then we move to another thing and then the intention that we had was missed somehow. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it was. And, and so in coaching, we call that checking in. I want to make sure that we are aligned because if we're not, then as best as possible, I would like to create the alignment with you that I originally intended. So I need to address that situation and hopefully I've created enough connection with you already for you to have enough trust in the relationship or at least enough interest in still hearing what I have to say that you will allow me to continue having this conversation. Uh, I, I, I have an idea about what, when you mentioned that, do we have, so Trust is earned. Like many people have heard about this sentence, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do we have to always, I use always, establish trust in the relationship 
as well as in communication, every single time we have, or in some people, they assume that this person is trustable or they trust me. What do you think about that? Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, so always is tricky because that's an absolute. So, so I couldn't necessarily speak to always, but, but what I would say about that, and I'm saying, but intentionally, but what I would say is it's important to at least establish understanding mm. because we, we may not like what's going on or, or what needs to be done, but if we understand it, then at least we can still create some alignment. So, so as you said, trust is earned and for, for every person, the amount of trust necessary to move forward is different with everyone. Mm. And, and no one knows, no one really knows what that is, even for themselves as it relates to that other person. So there at least has to be a modicum of trust, just a little bit of trust that the conversation is worth having. And, and, and we'll build it from there. Conversation is worth having. Like, this and is so powerful, you know. I have met many people to say, like, okay, later, talk to you later, and then, like, just gone. Or, like, something that, hey, I have something important to talk to you, but, like, no, not this time. Like, yeah. As a person, so let's say, um, if we are talking in the perspective of someone who have intention and focus to speak something important to another side, how should we deal with that. Like at this point, we are trying to, I am trying to position myself as a leader of the conversation, mm-hmm. but then yes. the, some, the other party not really ready to listen. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. And, and so there are a few things to consider there. Was this a planned meeting, right? Did we, plan to have this conversation. So did we both set aside time and agree that at that point in time, Mm -hmm. just as we're having a conversation now, right? We agreed that we would have a conversation. I would also say it's important as far as checking in is concerned, it's important to find out or to check in, hey, is now still a good time? Because there could have been something that happened just before you and I got together where you may not be fully present, you may be thinking about something else, or for whatever reason, right now just isn't a good time. And I need to be open to that because I have no idea what has happened in your world up to the moment that we came together for this conversation. So so I always want to check in to say, uh, I know we're scheduled to have this conversation and I just want to make sure if now is still a good time for me. If anyone listening until now, I think they know that asking questions are not the problem. Like if you ask to make an understanding, I think that's actually mm-hmm. give you a positive outcome, most likely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll give you a prime example. I actually met with someone today uh, on a discovery call. Some people call it a chemistry call. And this is a new leader, right? And he said, when I was responsible just for my own work product, 
I knew how my performance was going to be measured. Mm. But I'm not quite sure how my performance is going to be measured now that I have this new position. So what should I do? Mm. And I said, well, that's, re- that's really simple. Let's cut to the chase. If you want to know something, what do you do? You ask. And I said, you already have the question because you posed it to me. So whoever you report to directly, if that person is responsible for for measuring your performance, then having a conversation with them, if it's something you're not aware of, having a conversation with them about their expectation for your performance and how your performance will be measured and evaluated is something you'll want to know. Because clearly, when you were responsible for your own work product, you knew how your performance was going to be measured and evaluated. Hmm, interesting. We're usually overthinking at something that in front of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the funny thing is, it's like you walk into a room and you turn on the light switch and the light doesn't come on. Mm. And there are so many different things that go through your mind. And I would say, well, let's start with troubleshooting. Right, like, like the last time you walked in the room, did the light switch work? Yes. Okay. So the source of power that lets you know electricity is going from the switch to the light bulb is what? The light bulb. So check the light bulb. Just as an example. So, so the path of least resistance or the first point of action should carry us to, just like you said, the simplest thing first. Because we oftentimes do overthink. Yeah, I understand that our brains tends to love complexity so much that <laughs> we think for the worst first instead of for oh. the easiest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, what if I do, like, you know, I'm going for this promotion or, or I put in an application or whatever the case. What if I don't get the job? What if you do? Mm. And, and the look on their face is like, I never thought about that. It's like, okay. <laughs> so, so let's examine, let's examine that. What is it that has you think as your first thought? What if I don't get it? Let's go back to aligning your focus with your intention. What's your intention to get the job? Where's your focus? You're not getting the job. So there's misalignment there already. Mm. Let's say, for instance, it's, it's an interview. Oh, I hope they like me. I hope I don't bomb. You know, I hope I do well. Cause I, I really need to do well here. Okay. Well, what's your intention to do well? What's your focus? If your focus is, is being unsure or, or if it's not in alignment with doing well, then chances are you probably won't. I, I have a thought again. Um, thinking about, we are, I think the scenario we are having here are, are those who sincere, who are really straightforward, let's say, like speak, speak what they think. But if we encountered those who not speaking the truth, doing just so to pass by, hmm. we can smell fishy stuff. Like I, 
let, let, let's use me as an example. Um, I can smell fishy stuff, but I cannot prove that. How can I use com- effective communication to enlighten myself and surrounded people or like a coworker, let's say? Mm, okay, so what can you do? I want to make sure I'm understanding you. What can you do if you sense someone is not being sincere? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like not being truthful when they say. Yeah. Just doing things for themselves. Uh, they right, have intention right. and focus really clear. Yeah. But the way they speak is not as straightforward. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't know how to explain that. Well, so one of the things I would say is to either ask questions or either do your best to create an awareness that perhaps you may not be 100% clear on, on your understanding of what they're saying. Mm. So maybe I need sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some, sometimes we may smell something fishy, but the smell is actually coming from our own brain. Mm. Now, that's not to say that our intuition may not tell us that something's not quite right. That's different, right? Now, yeah, that's different. And that actually goes into a, another realm of communication because some people would call that having a difficult conversation. And I would say, first, what is your, and it may be rhetorical, right? But what is your definition of difficult? Because if, if you want to avoid conflict or you're not comfortable with conflict, then you may see the conversation as being difficult. Yeah, I agree. My, I mean, my, my definition of difficult is uncomfortable. <laughs> I will use the same yeah. word. <laughs> yeah. And so, so then. We, we need to ask ourselves, what is it that makes this uncomfortable for me? Uh, some people see themselves as people pleasers. Some people see themselves as having difficulty saying no. Some people want to be liked. There are different reasons why uh, having a conversation, stating your truth, saying what's true to you, makes you uncomfortable because of how you anticipate the outcome. Mm. What if they don't like me? What if they don't like what I say? What if, what if they don't think what I have to say is important? You know, it could be a myriad of things. But unless you examine the the root cause of your discomfort, you will continue to remain uncomfortable in many situations with many different people, and it may point to only just a few things. Right? It may be only a few things that make you uncomfortable, but they manifest themselves in so many different ways with so many different people, and you never think past the discomfort. So you will see these conversations as being difficult, and sometimes you may even avoid them. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's asking for a raise, 
And, and if you want to ask for a raise, but you are afraid you'll be told no, uh, or, or whatever, right? You have no idea truly what the response is until you get the response. This is how you name your podcast, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because we say it is. Yeah. Henry Ford uh, said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So if you say, I won't ask for a raise because I'll just get belittled, berated, denied, what have you, you're right. And any question, any question you don't ask typically has the same answer. No, because you haven't asked it. Now, does that mean there are times where, you know, your boss, supervisor, whomever could say to you, you know, based on your production, let's say, you know, you're getting a performance uh, evaluation. You've done a really great job and, you know, we want to reward you by increasing your salary. That happens. That happens. But what if it doesn't happen? Or what if you believe your performance uh, is is valuable enough or high enough or or, you know, has put you in a position to where you feel as though you should be compensated monetarily more so than you are already? Well, if you have supporting information, documentation, data, and you can say, hey, for the last three quarters in a row, you know, my production has been so and so. I brought this much business into the organization or my team has grown. We've delivered projects on time, under budget, et cetera. Whatever the case happens to be. If you don't sell yourself, if you don't present uh your case or the situation, if it's asking for a raise, if you never ask, chances are you might not get it. All because you are afraid of the response. That's why facing this type of fear is worth doing for. Oh yeah. And back to your, uh, your earlier question about leaders and coaching. Sometimes leaders get paralyzed, you know, at some point in their career and you could call it stuck, right? But but paralyzed at some point in their career where they can't move forward any more than they are because they continue to perform in the same way. And unless they're willing to step outside their comfort zone, take bigger steps, take more chances, be more creative, be more innovative, more, whatever the more is, they will stay exactly where they are. And then they may have regret or they may lose motivation or burnout or what have you, and they don't even realize that they've created their own demise because they've they've remained in this comfort zone where they're actually uncomfortable but they're more comfortable staying where they are as opposed to the discomfort of stretching and growing and that's definitely where coaching comes in 
You have to do something that you feel uncomfortable to go to the next round. Because if you remain doing the same thing, you will stay the same place. Exactly, exactly. And some people may be familiar with uh, Einstein's definition of insanity: it's doing the same thing but expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyone who's still listening to now, I think you have been thinking along. <laughs> We are, we having great exercise today and, and rethink about how we really communicate these days. So yeah, how can, I mean, if any leaders or someone who are about to get into the leader position or even having an issue with communication currently, um, want to, want to reach out to you or follow your work, where can they, where can they find you then? Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, one of two places, either on LinkedIn, and you will find me under my full name, Reginald G. Jackson Sr. I also have a Total Brilliance Coaching LinkedIn page and my website, which is www.totalbrilliancecoaching.com. Yeah, so check those out. And thank you so much, Coach Rajit, to sharing your knowledge and, yeah, reflect my thought let's say today it's very yeah yeah very intense but i mean i have a lot of ideas after speaking with you today so thank you so much for sharing and being a guest on get us that video today yeah thank you matita thank you very much for the opportunity hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck 